that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. By the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to minister on this thought tonight. Refusing to perish with the unbeliever. Refusing to perish with the unbeliever. Let's put down our Bibles, lift up our hands and our voices, and let's call upon the name of the Lord tonight. Dear God, we love you. Thank you, dear God, for another opportunity to be in your house tonight. Dear Lord, and to call upon your holy name. I pray, oh Lord, dear Jesus, that you would put something down in our hearts, dear Lord, that we would have a made-up minds, dear God, that we will be saved no matter what, dear Lord. Dear God, we want you, Lord. We want to see you in peace. We want to hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Increase our faith tonight, dear Lord. Help us, Lord, to build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Dear God, that we would walk by faith and not by sight. We give you all of the glory and all of the honor tonight, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody say amen. Be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. We read from tonight from a a book that is familiar, especially this chapter. This is known as the Hall of Faith chapter, as it speaks of all of those that were of faith and that their response towards God and God's word and what God was doing in their time, their response showed that they believed. My response or our response will always determine whether we really have faith or not. How I respond to the word of God or to the things of God or even to uh, things that God will begin to try to instruct me on. It's all about my response and how I respond that will determine whether I have faith. You'll find out that many have faith. Amen. But you'll find out that everybody don't do um, what is right with that faith or they don't invest it in the right thing. You'll find out that the faith that we have, amen, is God-given. The Bible says that God has given every man a measure of faith. And so God has given us a measure, a little bit, amen. But you'll find out that And what I've come to find out is that the more you encounter God, amen, and the more that God works in your life, and the more that God begins to open up doors, and listen, close necessary doors, amen? Listen, I'm glad that God closed some necessary doors in my life, amen? I'm glad that there are some people that are no longer a part of my life, amen? I'm glad that God kicked them out, amen? And I want them to stay out in Jesus' name because they brought me no good. Nothing that they brought brought about in my life ended up well for me. So God closes doors, but he also opens up doors. Amen. And you'll find out that the more God opens up doors and the more that God provides 
you'll find out that something happens. Amen. My faith grows. So you'll find out that I could be in a situation where I don't know how I'm going to pay this bill. Amen. How I'm going to take care of this. I just don't have it. I don't know where it's going to come from, and it needs to be taken care of. And you walk out, amen, and unexpectedly, amen, you open up the mailbox. There is a check, amen, that you didn't expect, amen. Now, you know I didn't conjure this up, amen. And so there's only one way this happened. This wasn't a coincidence. This just wasn't chance, amen, by chance. But there is a God that sees me and that knows, amen, what I need and exactly when I need it, amen. Have you ever come into the house of the Lord, amen, and thoughts you had in your head, amen, that you didn't open up your mouth and tell nobody else about it, amen. And you come into the house of the Lord, amen, and God puts his finger right on you, And God begins to start reading your mail up and down, side to side, amen. Letting you know that I know every thought you're thinking. I know where you are. I know what you're dealing with. I know what you're going through. And you'll find out that my faith grows, amen. That after time after time and years after years, of experiencing this, you recognize that you just believe what God's word says, amen, that you've come to a point that I just believe God's word. I don't, but I believe I have faith that it's going to happen. So you'll find out that in this chapter, these individuals was of faith. But one individual in particular that we read about that You wouldn't think much of her, amen, if you knew her background. If you knew her story and you knew where she came from. You read in the book of Joshua that the Bible tells us about an individual, amen. There are some themes in the book of Joshua, amen. And you'll find out that the greatest one is that God is about to fulfill his promise to his people, amen. How many know that God knows how to fulfill what his word says? How many know that God's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent? How many are glad that God comes through, amen, exactly how he says, amen? Have you figured out that he's not slack concerning his promises, that if he said it, he's going to do it? Can anybody testify tonight that there's some things that God promised me, amen? And I stand here a living witness, amen, that God didn't fall short of it, that God came through each and every time. Anybody come to testify on a Tuesday night, amen, that God is real, amen, and that God is a promise keeper, amen. He sticks to his word. And so we read about God getting ready to take his people into the promised land. Land floor with milk and honey. And that in order for them to possess some things, they're going to have to tear down some things. They're going to have to destroy the land, amen, and and take over it. You'll find out that the word about them got out, amen. 
about all the things that God had did for them. And that how what God, how God brought Egypt to their knees. Listen, understand why Jericho and the people in Jericho is trembling. Understand why Rahab is trembling, amen? As she recognized there's no way out of this, amen? She recognized there's no other option. Do you recognize that in that time that Egypt was the world power, amen? That Egypt owned everything. Everything ran through Egypt, amen? It was a time of great power and prosperity. And you'll find out that God did something, amen, that caused people to sit up, amen, and pay attention to. Can I tell you that when God is talking and when God is moving, that's the time to pay attention, amen? It's not time to doze off. It's not time to talk. It's not time to fall asleep. When God is talking, amen, and when God is moving, amen, can I tell you, I need to pay attention, amen, because at the end of the day, I don't want to get left behind, amen. Like the song said, Lord, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me, Lord. Whatever's going on in this season, Lord, that you are doing, help me to recognize what you're doing and help me have a made-up mind. It don't matter if nobody else is a part of it. I want to be a part of it, God. I want to be right there in the middle of it. I want my hands up. I want my voice lifted. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Lord, if you're healing, don't do it without me being there. Lord, if you're pouring out the Holy Ghost, I want to be an eyewitness to it. Lord, whatever you are doing, don't do it without me. And Rahab Bible says they heard of this, how God brought Egypt to their knees and other nations. The Bible says that those twelve, those spies, a couple of spies, two spies, maybe it was it two or three, I think. It's running from me right now. But they come in and she takes them and she hides them in her home. And the Bible says that she began to confess some things to them. She began to speak faith. She began to, she was convinced, amen, that we are not going to make it through this. And so, listen, Rahab began to negotiate a deal, amen. Can I tell you something? Somebody got to have a made up mind and understand what Rahab understood, amen. Rahab understood that there is no way out of this, amen. God's word has already gone forth, amen. And this is what the Lord says it's going to be, and there is no way out of it. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make up in my mind that I'm going to be on the right end of this thing. I'm going to be on the right side of this thing. It don't matter. Listen, it don't matter if Pookie ain't believing, amen. I believe what the word of the Lord says tonight, amen. It don't matter if Bishop so-and-so 
anymore. Don't preach it the way that the word says. I know one thing, amen. I'm going to stand flat-footed, amen, and say, thus saith the word of the Lord. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to be a believer tonight, amen. I want to believe what God's word said, because God says it's coming to pass, amen. And if God said it, you can rest assured it's going to happen. So somebody got to have a made-up mind that I will be prepared. Rahab, Bible says, she said, she took those spies after the men came to her home looking for them. And scripture says that she said, listen, we've heard of you all. And since we've heard about you all, we are fearful. We are the whole city is fearful. In your God. Never forget it had nothing to do with them and it had everything to do with God. Amen. It had everything to do about a God that had their back. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. The devil trembles. Amen. At the sight of a child of God. Amen. That he knows God is backing. Amen. Now he ain't trembling over everybody. Amen. And the devil ain't running over everybody. Amen. The devil, some people, the devil is not budging. He's not afraid. He's just standing there like, yeah, what? What are you going to do? You know why? Because I know you ain't praying. I know you ain't fasting. I know you ain't in the word. I know you don't even care about the things of God that much. Amen. So the devil ain't moving for some people. Amen. But people, amen, that know their God, people, amen, that are praying, people that are in the word of God, people that got a made up mind, we will live holy, amen. It don't matter how immoral the world is, amen. We will not go with the flow, amen. We will not go with the flow. We will go against the grain and we will believe the word of God. Can I tell you, the devil can't do nothing with that kind of child of God. Can I tell you tonight, I want God to back me tonight, amen. I want you to know God's got our back tonight on a Tuesday night, amen. And the devil... Don't like it. He don't like it. But he can't do nothing about it. Can't do nothing about it. And so God had their back. God was backing them. God was fighting their battles on every side. And Rahab said, listen. We know that the land belongs to you. There's no stopping. She said, but listen, I'm talking about a person that is having a made-up mind that, you know what? I don't care how stubborn the people on my job is. I don't care what my unsaved family is saying. I don't care what the person around the corner is saying. I need to work something out, amen, to ensure that I'm on the right end of this thing. That my family is on the right end of this thing. The Bible says that she said, listen, remember my kindness towards you. Remember how I helped you. The Bible says that they said, listen, we will remember you and your family. And they said, listen, we're going to give you a token. We're going to put something so that when 
is for you to hang in your window. And that when we come in to destroy this land, we will see it. We will know that it's you. And we will know that it's your household. And that we will spare you and your family. The Bible says they gave her a thread. It wasn't any kind of thread. It was a scarlet thread. The Bible says that when they came in to destroy Jericho, that they put, that she put that thread and it was hanging out of her window. And that because of it, her and her family were spared that day. Can I tell you something? It sounds very similar, amen, to what the Lord told Moses and Israel to do, amen? He told them, listen, I'm about to unleash something through Egypt and it's going to take, listen, every firstborn in the house of Egypt, amen? He said, but I want you to do something, amen. And in order for the death angel not to touch you and your household, amen, you got to do it the way that I said. How many know we got to do it the way that the Lord says it? You can't do it the way nobody else says it, amen. You can't do it the way that you want to do it. I got to do it the way the Lord said. He said, take a lamb, every household. He said, you take that lamb, you take the blood of that lamb, and you paint it over your doorpost. He said that when, amen, the death angel comes in and he begins to wreak havoc in the land of Egypt, that when he comes to the house of an Israelite, amen, he's going to see that blood, amen, over that doorpost, amen, and he don't have no other option than to pass over you. Can I ask somebody on a Tuesday night, amen, I hope we're not too tired tonight, amen, but can I ask you tonight, are you still thankful for the blood of the Lamb, amen? Are you still thankful for the blood that washes us, that keeps us, that protects us, that shelters us? I want you to know tonight it's because of the blood amen that I'm alive tonight amen it's because of the blood that my name has been written down in the Lamb's book of life and I'm on my way to heaven somebody ought to shout over the blood tonight amen can I tell you that's what's going to get us out of here amen that's what's going to keep us from being destroyed with the unbeliever tonight can I tell you do you still believe in the blood do you still glorify and magnify the name that is above every other name. The name of Jesus. It's the blood of the Lamb. You can be seated tonight. And so here in the book of Hebrews gives us a little insight of what caused Rahab and her family to not to be perished, not to perish with the unbeliever. Can I tell you, it starts with faith tonight. If I don't have enough faith to take God as word, and that faith calls me, amen, to begin to start send some things in order, putting things in order the way that they need to be, I'm wasting my time. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. No faith is not going to get me anywhere. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to be any different, amen, from my lost relatives, amen. Can I tell you the reason they talk the way they talk 
is because they have no faith in the things of God. They don't have faith in the word of God. Amen. They don't have faith in church. Amen. And a lot of it has to do, amen, with the world that we live in. Amen. A lot of it has to do with Hollywood. Amen. How it's done down church. Amen. And it's done down the role of a minister. Amen. And it's done down all these things that are supposed to be held in such a high regard. Amen. We live in a world that has no regard for the things of God. They have no regard for the, the word of God. They have no regard, amen, for hope, for songs that attempt, amen, to talk about Jesus, amen. Even nowadays, you got people trying to get a joke or a laugh. They're mocking the, the songs, amen, and things of that nature. There is nothing, amen, that is holy any longer to this world, amen, especially when it's talking about the Lord, amen. Can I tell you tonight, I don't want to give in to the mindset of this world. Amen. I want to continue to hold the things of God in high regard. Amen. I want to still reverence the word of God tonight. Amen. I want to reverence the opportunity that I have to come into the house of the Lord and recognize that it's just not another service. Amen. But we're doing something. Amen. That is valuable here tonight. Amen. We're brushing shoulders with eternity. Amen. I believe that every time we lift up our hands and we lift up our voices. Amen. And we begin to call upon the name of the Lord. I believe the Lord says angels, amen, to surround us and guard us. I don't know about anybody else. Call me crazy tonight. I just believe what the word of the Lord says. So I'm going to hold those things at a high regard. You can be seated tonight. I want to reverence those things. Rahab believed. She had faith. And she and her family not perish when they receive the spies with peace. People are in danger of perishing tonight. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not because they have to. It's not because there is not a way out. There is no faith. They don't believe God's word. They don't believe the things of God. I'm going to tell you something. I'm a firm believer, amen, that I understand at a certain age that sometimes we struggle with things, amen, especially in our youth. We struggle with, uh, you know, living for the Lord sometimes because of other things that seem more enticing and appear to be um, exciting and adventurous and all of these other things, amen. I, I understand that struggle. Every, I think every young person, every every teen goes through that. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm a firm believer that when I get a certain age, there's just some things I shouldn't wrestle with no more. Amen? There's just some things that I should be settled on, and there should be no longer a struggle. Yeah, I struggle with that in my teen and in my youth. Amen? But I believe when I come of age, I need to stand up the way that Moses stood up when he came of age and he said, you know what? I refuse to be called any longer the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know what? Because I know who I'm supposed to be. Amen. I know how my life is supposed to be. And it ain't supposed to be like this. 
It ain't supposed to be hanging on the pleasures of sin that is only for a season. When I come of age, there are just some things I shouldn't wrestle with any longer and I just should have a made up mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to believe what God's word says. I'm going to give God all of my heart. I'm not stepping out on God any longer. Amen. But I'm remaining faithful, loyal, committed to his word. Moses, it was by faith that he made that decision. It was by that faith as he came of years. The Bible says that he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And listen, he made a choice that probably seemed foolish to some people, amen? He, check this out, he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. So he looked at the church and he looked at the world and he said, you know what? I know what the end of this one is. And you know what? It ain't going to be that long before it comes around. And so you know what? I'd rather go through it with the people of God. I'd rather ride it out with the people of God. Amen. Because at the end, when it's all said and done, amen, we may have to go through some things down here. Amen. But God knows when it's all said and done, how many know that this world isn't always, amen? How many know we only have a, this ain't a continuous city, amen? It's going to come to an end one day, amen? And so you can rejoice about that, amen? Because your heartache is going to come to an end one day too. Because the Bible says there's going to come a day he's going to wipe every tear away from our eyes. There won't be no weeping there. There won't be no pain there. There won't be no heartache there. There won't be no let down there. And I believe Moses saw that, amen. And he recognized it's better to hang in with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin that is for a season. Somebody got to have a made up mind. You got to be mature enough to understand what the end of this thing is, amen. When it's all said and done, the people of God, we're going to win, We're going to end up in a better situation. But you have to believe that. You got to have faith in that. Because it's only that faith that is going to cause me not to perish with the unbelievers. Lot tried to talk to his son-in-laws. That were unbelievers. They laughed at him. Unbelievers. And they were destroyed with fire and brimstone. Noah preached that God is going to destroy this place with a flood. Do you know that there are people that look at preaching like it's foolishness? We ought not making all that noise for. Y'all are a little too extra. It don't take all of that. Noah, a preacher of righteousness, 
And they looked at him like he was silly, no doubt. You are so silly. Somebody needs to get the straight jacket for Noah. A flood? It ain't never rained, Noah. What are you doing? Why are you wasting your time building an ark? What you going to do with that? You know that's what they will say. Sarcasm. Cracking jokes. Talking behind his back. You see that weirdo? He heard from God, y'all. God told them to do that. Yeah, right. Look at him. It's so sad. His, he Look at what he's doing to his children. Wasting their time. Wasting their youth. You know what? I think they're in a cult. Yeah, that's it. Just wasting their time. You know what? The old saying is, he that laughed last, laughed the loudest. Don't you know that that sarcasm changed? Don't you know that the laughter went away? Don't you know? Don't you know there was a change of a tone of voice? Amen. As that rain, first raindrop that fell from the sky. What is, huh? And you know as it picked up, you know where they went. You know where they tried to get into. But you know something? That door was shut. How many know that when he shuts the door, that's it? Your opportunity is over, amen? It's all done. It's all over with. That laughing came to an end, amen? Can I tell you something? And Jesus lets us know that what had them so distracted, amen? And I can't get away from talking about it, amen? Because that's the times that we're living in, amen? There's so many things that have people distracted, amen? As they're trying to get everything that they can get, amen? As they're trying to climb the success ladder, as they're just trying to do what they call enjoying life, but we call it riotous living, huh? Because that's all it is, because they ain't doing nothing but sleeping around, drinking, and everything else. That is riotous living. And Jesus said that's exactly what had them distracted, that they could not hear Noah, and that it was too late until the flood was on their friend. I don't want to perish with the unbeliever. I got to have a made up mind. It's alright if you don't believe. I wish you would believe what God's word says. I wish you would come and repent of your sins. I wish you would go down in the name of Jesus, but you know what? If you don't believe, so be it. I'm not going down with you. I got a made up mind. Me and my family, we're not perishing. So we're going to believe and we're going to obey what God's word is saying. Be seated tonight. <coughs> you want to believe. You want to have a believing heart. Want to have a believing heart. Because unbelief 
robs people. It robs people of salvation. It robs people, listen, not only of of healing, not only of peace that people so desperately want and desire, but it robs people, most importantly, of eternity. I'm going to tell you something. That it's important that I understand the difference between reading God's word and doing what God's word says. I can read it, but it does me no good if I don't obey what it says and try to apply it to my life. Because you'll find out that it's one thing. You can know it. Do you know that Israel knew the laws? They knew what God's word said, amen. But you'll find out that though they knew it, amen, doing it was a whole nother thing. The Pharisees, amen, they knew the law, amen. But you'll find out that they were so crooked and they were so underhanded. They weren't none just but some modern day religious people, amen. They were so, they were not doing what God's word was saying, amen. There were things that were undone when Jesus came, amen. You'll find out that before he came, he had already spoke about the leaders in Israel, amen. In the book of Ezekiel, amen, he talked about how that the sheep are scattered, amen, and that the leaders, all they do is take care of themselves, amen. But he said there's going to be a day, amen, that there's going to be a shepherd, amen, and he's going to be a good shepherd, amen, and he's going to be one, there's going to be one shepherd, amen. How many know who that night, amen? How many know that Jesus is great, amen? How many are thankful the day that you wandered off, amen, and you want nothing but a lost little sheep, amen, and Jesus came looking for you, he picked you up out of that pit, he put you on your on his shoulder, and he brought you back where you belong. I'm so thankful tonight, and I know that it's because of the grace of God, amen, that I'm standing here tonight. That idea wasn't destroyed because of his love, because of his mercy. You'll find out that it's hard for people. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it gets hard for church people to simply believe God. Simply take God at his word. Just get to a point where I don't wrestle with anything any longer. I just just believe God. You find out it's hard for us church people sometimes. Because we, well, you know, I don't know. I think we just, we don't, I'm going to tell you what the truth is. We don't want to go through nothing. We don't want to go through nothing. We don't want to deal with nothing. Now the scripture tells us that many now, I ain't just asking for affliction, amen. But listen, Moses chose to go through it, amen, to suffer afflictions rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin that is for a season. You understand what that means because the psalmist says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. If you're trying to live the way that God's word says, it doesn't mean that you're a perfect person. 
Doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. Simply means that you're trying to believe God's word. You're trying to actually throughout your daily life, you're trying to apply God's word to your life. How many know that we can apply this thing to our practical life? Amen. That we can apply the principles that are found in the word of God to our daily lifestyle. But you'll find out that a lot of times when you're trying to do it God's way, there are afflictions, there are persecutions, there are things that will come against us. Understand that it's all orchestrated by an enemy, amen? The devil don't want us to live right, amen? The enemy doesn't want us to obey the word of God. The enemy don't want us, amen, to listen to what God's word says. You know, he don't want God to open up our eyes. You'll find out that sometimes it's hard for us to see ourselves, amen? That there are some things, amen, that is wrong with us, amen, on the inside. And you'll find out that I read it in the book of Job this morning. And the Bible says right there, the writer said it like this. He was telling the, he was speaking to the Lord. And he said, listen, he said, show me the things that I do not see. He said, and teach me. You'll find out that some people, amen, don't have a teachable spirit, amen. You can't tell them anything, amen. They don't want to be told anything. They don't want to be told anything. They don't want to see things the way that it really is. But you know something? I want to learn in my daily prayer, Lord, show me the things that I don't see. I know that I don't know everything. There are some things that I miss. There are some things that get past me. There are some things that I just don't pick up on sometimes. And truth be told, I don't want to lose out with God. I don't want to lose out with God's plan for my life because I already think I know. So help me to come, Lord, each and every day. As a little child, Lord, teach me. Show me. I know I've been in this thing for maybe 20 some years, but you know, Lord, I still don't know it anything, Lord. I need you to show me, Lord. I need you to show me where to go, Lord. Show me where not to go. Yes, Lord, you can dictate to me Lord, where to go, where not to go, how to live, how not to live, how to talk, how not to talk. Lord, God knows I need God's restraints, amen. I need God to hold me back from some things. I need the Lord to lead me. Because I don't want to perish with the unbelief. I don't want to lose out. I don't want to lose out. I don't want to be like those that are in Jericho. Then listen, when you find out the amount of people that are saved, it blows your mind. Because Jesus says it like this. He said, there are few that are saved. He said, broad is the path. He said, many there be that go there. It's the path of destruction. But you'll find out that there's such a thing called the straight and narrow path. And you'll find out that everybody don't like that path. It's straight, it's narrow, it's tight. And he said, it's the path 
that leads to everlasting life. And through their being, they find it. You'll find out that the principle of the few and the many is woven all throughout the scriptures. When you when this thing is all said and done, it will not even you will not even understand how lopsided it'll be. When the world comes to an end, it's going to be lopsided, amen? Because there's going to be more people that perish than they are saved. And the Bible teaches it. Scripture teaches it. You look at it. Noah and his family, out of all of the people that were in that existing time, that world at that time, eight souls saved by water. Eight people believed God to build an ark to get in that ark. Eight people. Listen, Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. And listen, it's not a small thing because Jesus likened the days of Noah and the days of Lot to his return. When you recognize that we're living in a world that all they can invent and think of is evil things. I'm going to tell you something. People think, I don't have it on me. Listen, I want you to understand that anybody or any preacher that steps behind the pulpit and preaches against certain things, listen, understand that it's not about the smartphone, amen? The smartphone is not the problem. It's what people do with it that is the problem. It's the stuff that they look at. It's the stuff that they listen to. The smartphone was created, listen, just like anything, to advance. Amen? To, it, it was, it's created for good. But listen, this is the plight of man because we've always taken what was created for good and have used it for evil. Always. Always. Airplanes were created for good, amen, to get you from point A to point B faster. You think the person that created aircraft thought of a day where people would hijack them and fly them into planes? Planes aren't evil. People are evil. We're evil. We're wicked. We take that which is created for good and we misuse it. We use it for all of the wrong things. That's why it's important that I need a change of heart. Amen? I need a change of heart. And you're going to find out that not too many people are willing to change and allow God to work on their hearts. In the days of Lot, Lot and his family, his wife backslid not that even long. That's why it's important, amen, that I got to get Sodom out of my heart, amen. I got to get Egypt out of my heart, amen, because if those desires are still there, it won't be long before I turn around. 
and be destroyed. Amen. I got to get that junk out. of When God brings me out, I got to listen. I got to burn all bridges. Amen. That leads back to my old life. Uh, that leads back to my past. You know what? I ain't deleting phone numbers. I'm going to do one better. I'm going to change my phone number altogether. Amen. That ensures that there is no way you can get in touch with. Well, that's crazy. And the people that thought it's crazy didn't last that. I'm not deleting the number. Okay, I ain't got the number, but they still got mine. I'm going to change that. Let me change it. I'm burning all bridges. And the moral of the story is there was something still in her heart that caused her to turn around. And can you imagine? God is destroying it. He's destroying it. No, it's going to be destroyed. Still turning around. Knowing ain't nothing good back there. You can't draw nothing from that. Nothing at all. It's a broken cistern, the Bible calls it, the world, and the things that are likened to the world. A broken cistern that can't hold water. There's nothing in it. You can't get nothing out of it. It's broken. It's a broken cistern. It ain't going to benefit you no kind of way. Lot. Some will say, well, Lot and his daughters will say, well, you might want to think about that. Because I don't know how saved you are when you commit the egregious sin that his daughters committed. It's all the influence of Sodom, is what I'm saying. Still in the heart. The 12 spies that Moses sends out, sends out to spy out the land. Ten comes back with an evil report. Oh, we can't do it. Can I tell you something? I don't want to link up with people that are doubtful. I'm sorry. I got enough with the world trying to create doubt in my heart. I got enough with people on the job creating doubt in my heart to come to church, amen, and have to deal with doubtful people. You hear what I'm saying? I don't want no doubt. You know what I want? I want people that have seen God work and believe that he's going to continue to work. Amen? And I'm I'm telling you like this, it got to come down to like this. It got to come down to this here. That you'll find out that when Jesus went into the house of Jairus, amen, there was a house full of people, amen, that were weeping. And Jesus, listen. Jesus don't mean no harm. He just trying to speak some faith into the situation, amen. Can I tell you, when you come into the house of the Lord, Jesus don't mean you no harm, amen. He's just trying to speak faith into your life, amen, to help you to understand. I know you think it's over, amen. I know you think it's all said and done, and that's just the way that it's going to be. But Jesus is trying to let you know it don't have to be like that. You don't have to be miserable. You don't have to settle for that. But I I can turn it around for your good. Let us remain standing tonight. Man. I want faithful people around me. He said, listen, the girl, she's not dead. She's just asleep. 
I'm talking about unbelievers now. What? Listen to what the unbelievers did. Amen. The Bible says they laughed him to scorn. Unbelievers. But this is the thing I love about Jesus. He shows you what to do with unbelievers. Got to go. Got to get out of here. You don't believe. You got to go out of here. I'm believing for a miracle. And I don't need you around me messing up my miracle, amen? See, because I know as long as you're around, I ain't going to get my miracle. I ain't going to get my blessing. I ain't going to get my healing. I ain't going to get my breakthrough. So you know what? You got to get your unbelieving self up out of here. Go somewhere else. I want believers around me. Got to go. You ain't going to stop my blessing, your unbelieving self. He said, get out of here. Go, go, go. Take your morning outside. Take your complaining self outside. Just, just go out. Just go. And the Bible says he took in with him Peter, James, and John. See, I want people with me that have seen him do it. Amen? Countless times. I want people that have seen him Open up the blinded eyes. I want people that have seen him cause people to come out of wheelchairs. I want people that, that have seen him cast out unclean spirits. And those spirits got to go because he says to go. I want believers that know this girl about to get up. Ain't no question about it. This girl about to get up out of this bed. All he are going to do is say the word and she's going to get up. Watch, guys. Just wait. It's about to happen. I want believers. I want those that are believing. He spoke the word, amen. And that girl rose up out of that bed. I tell you tonight, we live in an unbelieving world. We live in a doubtful world. I'm going to tell you, understand exactly when the Lord is trying to take you somewhere. The Lord is trying to accomplish something in your life. The devil is going to speak through an unbeliever to discourage you and try to derail you and cause you not to believe God's word and cause you to back up on where God is trying to take you. But somebody got to have a made-up mind. I know the end of the unbeliever, amen, and it's never good, amen, and I got a made-up mind. I don't want to be a part of it, amen. Come on, somebody. You got to have a made-up. You got to do what old Rahab did, amen. Rahab understood. I can. You telling me I can have a change of life? It's not too late for me. I can turn it around. Can I tell you, it's not too late for you, amen, to start doing it right, amen, to start talking right, amen, to start living right. All it takes is an encounter with the Almighty God. All it takes is the power of the Holy Ghost, amen. You may was an unbeliever once before, but when Jesus gets done with you, you will be a believer. You will have your hands in the air. You will lift up your voice and say, I believe because he did it for me. He performed it in my life. Holy Ghost did here tonight. I don't want to be destroyed. I don't want to perish with the unbelief. I don't want to perish with the darkness. I want to know 
He is the one true living God. That his name is Jesus. He said, if you don't believe that I am he, you will perish in your sins. I want to believe him long enough. I want that faith to move me to action. I want that faith that I proclaim to have, that believing heart that I proclaim to have, to cause me to go down in the name of Jesus. He that believeth on me, as the scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I want to come with my believing heart, and I want to lift up my hands, and I want to let God know I don't want to perish with the doubters. I don't want to perish with the unsaved. I don't want to be a part of that number, Lord, that doubts, that doesn't have faith. I want to believe in you. I want to believe in what you're doing. I need your spirit. I need your power. I need your grace. I need your mercy. Come on, is there some people that are determined just for a couple of minutes tonight that I won't go under with the unbeliever? I won't be destroyed with the, the doubter. But I will believe God. I will believe God. On a Tuesday night, I come with faith tonight. I come with a made-up mind that I will not be destroyed. But I'm going to be like old faithful Rahab. That because of her faith, she not only saved her life, but she saved the life of her family. Come on, somebody. Make a decision that won't only just save you, but it'll save your whole entire family. Come on, somebody. Come on, your family don't need you compromising and doing what they're doing. Your family needs you to live for God. Your family needs you to have faith. Your family, you are your only chances of your family being saved. Come on, now is not the time to compromise. Now is not the time to give in. Now is not the time to bail out on God. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. You want your unsaved relatives saved? You want your unsaved children saved? Come on. You want unsaved co-workers saved? You want your unsaved parents saved? You have a made-up mind. I will believe God. I won't give in to the pressures of this world. But I will believe God in every word that he said. We love you, Jesus. Yeah.